All right, that is absolutely super, 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 super. And boy, does that ever have the spirit of Christmas with a touch of a few other just really interesting songs that everyone should know. Thank you, Janet Lee. You are a darling of the keyboard. And ladies and gentlemen, we are so happy to be back with you. So happy to um, have another uh, time to get into this super book. Uh, the Seven Thunders uh, Speak book uh, is one chapter of the Holy Manifest. So that whole book is only one chapter of the Holy Manifest. There are seven chapters in the Holy Manifest, uh, and these were things <clears throat> that I received from um, the angel Gabriel, and they're not every single solitary line is a, a quote verbatim, but the information that led me to be able to say the things that I said uh, is what I, I gained. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, at the end of that book, there's also, um, you know, uh, 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 some additional things that have been put in it. And one day, uh, God help us, we will get that book out. Blessed be the name of God. And so it's so nice to have the group uh, that is listening and comparing notes, uh, putting down these notes, I hope, uh, so that they can have that with their book. And it just takes you forward and forward and forward. Uh, I would like to um, say, before I get started here <clears throat> too deeply, that um, uh, the people that have not had a chance yet to read uh, Acts of America, Acts, A-C-T-S, of America, uh, in, uh, in the uh, manifest, uh, uh, you know, column that has the blogs, you you should really get on and read that uh, because it it is quite amazing and we're getting a lot of uh, comments on it. And uh, <clears throat> today I got quite a comment uh, from Vaughn and uh, I just want to, I, I'm sure he probably is listening or will be listening uh, to tell him how impressed I was with that comment. And I really feel that he had made a breakthrough. He was really stepping up those staircase rungs uh, to a higher level. And uh, I think everybody should get on there and look at some of the comments that people have made along with what is written in the, um, the blog itself. Uh, we're very soon going to be putting out the uh, the second um, blog on that, which has a lot of Tesla information. And uh, some of the things, uh, one of the things, I don't know if it'll get on the next blog or the third blog, but uh, we are going to be revealing, uh, you know, something quite unusual, quite fantastic. Uh, we're tying this in with the... Um, Tesla thing, uh, not that he discovered that, but it, it does tie in in a certain way, and it's about the um, the fifth force, the fifth force, and you know there are um, considered to be four universal forces uh, inside the nucleus of the atom, that's called the strong force, between and inside the atoms, uh, the electromagnetic force. And radioactivity, radioactive decay, it's called the weak force. And um, shaping the universe, 
uh, gravity, which I don't actually agree with this one, but uh, that's what they call it anyway, is the fourth force. And then we're going to be introducing, uh, either in this next printout or the one after that, the most incredible uh, revelation called the fifth force. And so it will be an additional force to what, you know, uh, has been said to be existing. And uh, it's going to be quite, quite interesting. Uh, there is a scripture that is well worth reading. It's, it's a very powerful scripture. It's in the first book of Corinthians. And it's chapter 2. And um, it, it says it this way in verse 7. But, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. There is so much energy and revelation in that. Uh, number one, uh, that God has a people that can speak the language of manifest revelation. And other people hearing them don't understand what they're saying. It's almost like another tongues. And, and it is speaking about the wisdom of God in a mystery. And, uh, and it's called a hidden wisdom, which means that, that it is not revealed to everyone at any instant of time to be, uh, you know, um, available to re receive, to have the reception to receive it. But there is a time that everyone will have a chance to receive and understand that mystery. And, and it, it, is, it, it is until it, it has been received and understood, it is a hidden mystery. But the important thing to understand for all you listeners today is it says here, which God ordained, now that's a powerful word, ordained, before the world unto our, that's you, that's me, that's everybody out there listening, ordained before the world, this earth, unto our glory. So this thing about glory that we have that is, is destined for us, belongs to us, was ordained before this earth was even created. So when in this uh, Manifest Chronicles book we talk about seven thunders before Genesis, that perfectly relates to what the Bible says before Genesis, before the world, unto our glory. So God uh, had full intent in his word to reveal things that happened before the earth was even made, before humans were even on the earth. And, and it not only was his intent to do that, but he ordained it to happen because those things were ordained to our glory before this earth world was ever made. And that that is so so powerful. Uh, you know, I just I just want to get people into being more relaxed in their believing, to be more confident in their believing, to have the assurance that these deeper things are in the plan and intent of God. And the Bible tells us in the Old Testament that there is a new language that we are going to receive. And it's called a pure language. Now, you know, Paul wrote, and, and, and you know, I have no question, but what Paul had 
uh, a manifest revelation because you know no one really ever wrote like paul uh, he he had a really special way of getting into some very deep and wonderful uh, understandings and uh <clears throat> he wrote uh, you know things that are seen are made of things that do not appear things that are seen are made of things that do not appear he understood the powerful uh, oracle of there being an invisible god and and that th- this invisible god that we cannot see cannot feel cannot touch was able to make everything that we do see and touch and he understood things in a, a, a you know and this could be put into a mathematical formula and maybe someday I'll do that for you where he said calling things that are not calling things that are not and we could we could make that be an x uh, in algebra which is like an unknown calling things that are not as though they were and then you could you could bring that over to an abstract and and so you could have you could have a, a one with a with a, a subtraction mark in front of it and that could be the beginning of an algebraic uh, uh, contraction. So there's all kinds of things uh, that can be done. And, and, of course, there's scientists and mathematicians, and they're going into math. They're trying to use math to find the truth. But, you know, the Bible uh, tells us that in the 19th chapter of Psalms that the, the, the sound line, uh, which is, in, is the sound tron, has gone out into all the universe and that there is no place, no place or, there, or no thing that that line has not passed through and is still left its, its presence in. It, it is everywhere in the entire universe. Now, as we understand that, even though it's invisible to us, we understand that it, it is the impressions of, of the will of the invisible God and those impressions are into everything. And so we can take those things that are not uh, materialized. They're invisible to us, but they still exist in, invisibly. And, and that's why in the book of Genesis, we, we, are, we are basically told uh, that very thing. And I ever so often uh, you know, minister on it because it is uh, such a fantastic revelation. Uh, Genesis 2 and um, verse 4 these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant, now hear this, every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to tell the ground. Uh, here was a state that these things existed they were they were already a plant they were already a herb uh they were already a tree uh but they had not been planted on the earth and and whether in seed form or whatever form they existed um more more or less more likely they existed in the in in the sense of a uh you know like like the dna form like like the the plan for them existed and then it had to be materialized now, <clears throat> the scientists, you know, are, are, have been very, very uh, upset and confused uh, with, with some of the um, 
lack of being able to come to conclusions on, on you know, new uh, discoveries that they are seeing in the cosmos. And uh, they, they're just really digging into trying to understand them, and they've, they've gone a lot into math. Um, you know, we, we should not knock anything that is being used out there because the Bible says that, you know, God is into everything. His his word, his sound, his impression is in everything. And um, yeah, for instance, I want to give you a, a couple interesting sort of examples uh, of this thing I was saying earlier about how you could even turn some of the Bible things into an equation. Um, if you took, uh, you know, uh, uh, the um, uh, quadratic form and and uh, a, a quadratic form and you associated it with the, the algebras, um, then you you could take, say for instance, the letter D as a quadratic, and that would it would be an an, an I uh, you know it would be what is called um, uh, an isotropic, and so we have a D and and in this uh, formulation of the quadratic uh, quadratic form that we are using as that is associated with algebra, uh, this D would then be a quadratic, and it, and because it was, it would be an isotropic, and that could be said to represent a minus one, and which is an abstract uh, form you you could say. Now in uh, an uh, algebraic field, uh, F algebra has an association ring which is a a vector space over f and now get a hold of this um it, it, that stands for and that represents finite dimensions now this is actually already in the math so when you begin to looking at some of these uh professors and mathematicians that are getting into the thing about the many different uh dimensions that exist and and their um, you know miniature uh dimensions <laughs> it's already been in math uh in, in in you know this form of quadratic uh math associated with various other kinds of of uh algebra and uh, and it, and it would only take a small figuring then of this one that I just mentioned, taking this last one, uh, you know, taking the F uh, algebra, and 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 it, yeah, that is associated with a, a, a ring, which is a vector, uh, uh, you know, space over F, and it is also uh, in ter meaning of having many finite dimensions. Now then, with a small amount of figuring, this term can be made to resolute into a number one uh, dot point positive. So you can change an abstract uh, that is, in a sense, a minus value into, into a number that is a positive value. And uh, that is all available, uh, you know, that particular truth in, in mathematics. So, so we can't look at these mathematicians and say that, you know they're just crazy because they're into all this math and stuff, and and you know, you know, for, to each his own. Just let people go whichever way they need to go, and if they're sincere and they're honest, they're going to find God wherever they're going uh, on their journey. Now, <clears throat> uh, the the big thing, quite popular right now, is the uh, the string theory, and and a part of that, uh, which was into you know several dimensions, was the parallel string theory.
And uh, in this parallel string theory, uh, you know, recently on one of the uh, 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 televised uh, uh, programs where they were talking about the, the parallel string theory, it talks about humans uh, who may actually be living in two worlds, that they have a parallel world that they live in, plus they live in this world. And the parallel world that they live in is an exact duplication of of who they are in this world. And that is a little bit, a little bit like the thing we teach about entanglement, like uh, <coughs> an, an atom being um, at one part of the universe, and then there's another atom at the other part of the universe, but these two particular atoms are in such an, an alignment that they are entangled with one another. And what, what, whatever happens to the one happens to the other. And so all these kind of thoughts are out there. And, and, and you know, they're, they're very, very interesting in, in many different ways because there is a truth. Uh, for instance, uh, we teach in the Manifest Revelation that all the humans on earth are fallen ophanims and that their soul, now we're not talking body uh, soul, which is, you know, a different thing, but their, their, their uh, spirit soul is still in heaven of heavens, the first domain. It has never left. It is still with God. So there is then an impression, uh, there is a, a soul impression of each of the people that are here on earth uh, and and so uh, that really would would go along like uh, with Corinthians, uh, where it talks about that if this this body that we have were dissolved, we would have a house. Uh, you know, we'd have a house not made with hand. So uh, I think that that is uh, really an awesome scripture uh, to to consider and how powerful that that goes along, uh, you know, with, with, with these kind of teachings. Now, here it is, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So that's just a verification of what I said, that our aura soul is already in the first domain, and and then we are here uh, in a fallen state, and 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 these are very almost complicated things to to uh, uh, explain because even though we have fallen, we have fallen uh, in the um, in the the materialized realm. <clears throat> now the materialized realm is a, a, a matrix realm that is used uh, to create new overcoming persons that can uh, eventually and ultimately come into the cognizance uh, of a relationship with with God, and and uh, but but as far as the material uh, universe and and the properties of it and the elements of it, the Bible says that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. So. Consequently, some of the things that we do in the universe, <clears throat> even though it is, it, is, it is wrong, even though it can be considered a sin, um, to persons who have ever once been in the first domain, 
uh, it, it has a, a quite a different application, uh, uh, you know, to their eternal uh, soul uh, than, than it would be if this kind of act was done uh, within the spirit realm, of course, it, which is impossible to have, have been to be done in the spirit realm. And so there's all those considerations that are taken in, and that is why, you know, Jesus so wisely knowing that there are, there are many things that we don't know, like the manifest teaches the Beling, which is the book of life that's written inside of every person, and that can pass on from one generation to another or from one life to another, and, and, uh, and there's no way that people can know uh, all of those things which are all part of the judgment of that person. And, and so if they just try to judge a person by an experience that they have seen that person indulge in or have an experience in, uh, maybe at one time in that person's life, and not understand all of the other uh, experiences <clears throat> and the criteria, um, then they are just totally, absolutely missing out on the evidence and the knowledge and the proof and the information <clears throat> that would need to be assembled in order to be able to really understand how to judge that person. So that's why God tells people, don't judge. Because, you know, if if you judge, you're going to be judged. And, and you don't want to be judged by people that don't know the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You know, that's why you want to be judged by God, because he knows the whole story. And, and many, many times the Bible teaches us that when God looks at us, he doesn't look at us as the fallen mortals that we are, but he looks at us how we existed before the fall. And, and uh, so these are such important things to know. It's just, uh, you know, uh, a pour out of the incredible amount of, of abundant mercy and love and grace that our God and Lord has. So we, we, we are thankful for that. And uh, we, we just cannot give enough praise to God, you know. Okay, now there's, there's another interesting scripture that uh, I think is well worth uh, reading here before we really, really get started. Uh, there's just uh, so much, and it is uh, so good. Um, <clears throat> in First Chronicles, the 28th chapter, and the 11th verse, it says, Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch, and of the houses thereof, and of the treasures thereof, and of the upper chambers thereof, and of the inner parlors thereof, and of the, of the place of the mercy seat. And this is the important part, verse 12. And the pattern of all he had by the spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord, and of the chambers around about, of the treasures of the house of God, and of the treasures of dedicated things, and, and all of everything that had to do with, with the Levites, the service, the work, uh, the vessels of the service, uh, the, the weight of the gold, uh, uh, the different kinds of instruments, uh, the various kinds of service, uh, even to the weight of the candlesticks, uh, the lamps, it, on and on and on, the tables, the shoe bread, uh, the tables of silver, uh, it was all revealed by the Spirit of God. And when I get into talking here today about the energy dot, uh, you should not feel foreign uh, to, to the way that God has operated throughout time. And, and like these promises that I read about how that 
that these things are ordained for us before the foundations of the world. And that uh, uh, incredible things that a person has never even known before, never even maybe thought of before, when the Spirit comes into you and begins to speak into your mind and into your body and heart, uh, it can reveal things that that you never even thought of. And all of those things will, will be patterns, and they will, they will have uh, relevant meanings uh, that, that compare uh, earthly things with spiritual things, so that these things are patterns as some symbolisms of heavenly places. Now, those are things you should all know, and we've talked about it in the past, and they're important. But, but you know, it is important that we say them again as we get into this study, because there is just so much to cover. Uh, you know, as we get on the springboard and we jump off that springboard, instead of going down because we are entering into an anti-gravity zone, we'll be springing up and we'll be, you know, gaining momentum uh, to, to uh, like what happened when the angel said to John, uh, you know, come up hither and let me show you the city of Jerusalem. Guess what God is doing today? He's saying to you, he's saying to every one of you out there, come up hither and let me show you the city of Jerusalem. And there is so much to understand about the city of Jerusalem. And it's so inane when people try to make everything in the Bible just to be some kind of concrete structure, a concrete structure uh, that uh, just uh, assigns to or identifies to uh, just a physical representative and and God is you know wanting to reveal this hidden wisdom and and uh, th- th- these things have been in a mystery, and people haven 't been able to know them. God is opening up that great mystery and allowing people to understand things, to see things, to know things that they have not uh, ever seen or known before to their memory. And blessed be the name of God, it is exciting. It is so very, very exciting. Now, uh, uh, you know, I think it was last week uh, I did a teaching out of Judges, um, on the um, uh, the Joshua stone, um, uh, it's not the same one as in Zechariah, but it it was a different one. But there was something said that there that was just so absolutely outstanding, and I I read it and ministered on it. But in Joshua Joshua twenty four um, uh, uh, twenty seven, which is just right before the book of Judges. So right at the book of Judges, but just before, uh, before it, and still in the book of Joshua twenty four, twenty seven, it says, "And Joshua said unto the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest you deny your God." Now here is a stone that that. You know, by the word of the Lord, you know, this stone, it says, will be a witness unto us, for it hath uh, heard of all the words of the Lord, which he spake unto us, and it shall be, therefore, a witness unto you, lest you deny your God. Now, you know, 
people would mostly not understand and maybe not even pay any relevant attention to that. But if you looked into it deeply and, and you say, are you telling me that, that there are things that can be said that are left imprinted into stone, left imprinted into the earth? And, and this information remains there and then becomes available uh, as a witness. And person can go back to that and, and as a witness you can discover what it was. Yes, that is what the Bible teaches in many, many different places. And, and this really is, is a prelude that we're talking on here to uh, the very soon, uh, right after we do the myrtle trees, very soon... Uh, revelation extension that we want to get into on the energy dots and so we've got all of these aligned uh positions uh, of truth that that uh, you know god god has been speaking and uh, it it is uh, just you know absolutely uh just absolutely wonderful and there is uh, you know there is no no question about that okay so um Let's um, uh, get on with this message. I want to talk about the myrtle tree. I want to. I want to get into that subject today because uh, it is a, you know, it is a beautiful uh, subject. And uh, uh, I want this myrtle tree. You know, it um, it takes a hundred to hundred and fifty years to grow just to a fourteen to sixteen inch diameter log. And uh, and it will grow and get bigger than that with time, but it is a tree that spans over a long time. It's a it's a long growing tree, and it, it is it is uh, it has dark green scented leaves. Uh, it um, you know has uh, a um, a very delicate, beautiful, starry white kind of flowers, uh, dark colored berries which are eatable. Uh, depending on the tree, some trees are not, but but uh, uh, the ones in Arturia are definitely edible, and 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 the berries eventually then become what's nuts, um, not like a walnut, but a nutty type of fruit, and uh, they also have um, uh, some of them uh, have yellowish white blossoms, so it's um, it's quite interesting uh, all that there is to be said about this tree. Uh, the tree is so dense, the myrtle tree is so dense, you cannot see the branch structure. You can't see the branch structure. It is so dense, you know, and it is so symmetrical that even though it is in a natural form, when people look at it, they believe for it to be that perfectly formed, it had to be pruned. But it's just naturally symmetrical in its natural form. It is just a different kind of tree, and uh, and it's it's you know very uh, uh, has you know much uh, you know uh, viability in the sense of uh, of. Uh, being determined to live, if it was cut, if it's cut down, it'll re-sprout itself from from the uh, cut down trunk. So it is uh, quite a very unusual uh, tree. There's there's just uh, no no doubt about it. <clears throat> now, um, uh, it it the myrtle tree, of course, 
that uh, many times people speak of it meaning thick-leaved tree, uh, in whose branches the leaves, listen, completely cover the stem. And the Hebrew word avat means thick, also can mean plaited and rope-like, hence the, um, the branch of a thick-leaved tree. And, and uh, it can be identified as a thick-leaved tree whose overlapping leaves grow in knots of three. Wow, that is an unusual tree. Yes, it is. Now, it is a mystery tree. There is a, a body of truth here hidden from previous ages. The myrtle tree is a symbol of God's blessing. Now, it is a hardwood tree. It, it, it is a hardwood tree. And when it has been cut down and, and sliced into for, as a log, um, it, has been, it has been an absolutely amazing thing to many, many people going all the way back into ancient times. Because many times when they cut open a tree and, you know, they, they sand it a little bit and they look, uh, many times there is a mural, some kind of a mural like, like design, like a picture of the universe or a picture of a person or, or a picture of mountains or a picture of, of animals or uh, all kinds of unusual, almost oracle designs show up in the hardwood part of that tree and and so it is just absolutely uh you know very interesting and it is scripturally uh, uh synthesized uh within the four mysteries of solomon so uh everything about it is just absolutely mysterious and beautiful now let's start by going to um uh, Isaiah uh, 55. So get over there with me, if you would, to the book of Isaiah 55. And we're going to go through this first before we we get into um, uh, the um, Seventh Thunder Speak book. Uh, you know, we, we just want to look in there a little bit. Now, um, in the 55th chapter of Isaiah, okay, uh, we're going to start... Um, with the verse uh, 5. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, or that thou knew not. And nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. The Holy One of Israel, that's got the last name Israel, which is the Lord. So for the sake for the sake and the reason of the Lord, that's why they're going to do this. Now that particular uh story there, uh, which I don't have a lot of time to elaborate on today, but that is actually about Artura. The Lord that that's actually about the Father's house described in the fourteenth chapter of the book of Saint John. And and uh, and this is the King James. Uh, it is quite a bit clearer in the MIV, you know, because it basically says in the MIV uh, that there is there is a nation 
that you did did not have a covenant with, and and other nations uh, did not know about this nation, uh, but but uh, you know you you have called them, and and uh, the, and you have become their god. Now this particular reference is about uh, in I think it's the tenth chapter of the Gospel of John uh, of the the other sheep that Jesus spoke of. He says, other sheep that I have that are not of this fold. And this is who these people are, and they are connected with Melchizedek, who has no earthly relationship, but does have a relationships and kinsmen uh, people in uh, the Father's house, which is called Artura, which is a planet that exists, uh, you know, in uh, the... Uh, what's called uh, the uh, Little Dipper. <clears throat> okay, so um, uh, that that is actually quite important there to uh, to understand that. And as you understand that, then let's turn uh, and start. Let's go down into the verse. We're in chapter fifty-five of Isaiah, and uh, let's start with verse eleven. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which it please, and I it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Now God has sent his word out, and his intention is that word is going to going to be uh, blessed, that it's going to prosper, and that it will not become void. God is against any action that he sows any action that he initiates ever becoming void. That's why that uh, that a trillion ophanims is the number of the ophanim. And when they come back into the first domain, there will be a trillion of them come back in. And and uh, even if um, there's a you know a hundred or two hundred or a thousand of the ophanims that uh, have failed. Uh, so terrifically uh, and and have you know sinned against the Holy Spirit and they cannot be renewed uh, he will take from the new creations and that soul that had belonged to those people to uh, those souls that had belonged to each of those people will then be given to those people uh, like the the uh, parable scripture says called it talents and the talents will be taken from those uh, you know that failed and given to others, and and uh, so th- that soul will be given to others, and that will become uh, the property of that person, as if that was always his, and that uh, that aura soul will be uh, become uh, an aspect of that person's mind. He'll enter into that mind, and everything will be as though he was always that entity, that soul. And because God will never allow anything that he does to come up short. It will always be fulfilled. Now, God has a plan, uh, you know, with, with his, his people. And he's got, he's got uh, the Father's bosom, and he's got the, 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 uh, the uh, bosom of Abraham. And uh, there are different areas where people have a chance uh, to continue their overcoming, and they fall into different ranks. But, but it's all part of the plan of God to give everybody a chance to overcome and then to go on with the work uh, of the new uh, people whose names have never been written into the Lamb's Book of Life. All of the Ophanim, 
all of us open him our names are written in the lamb's book of life we know that there are songs about it there's bible about it our names are written there but there are other new souls whose names have never been written and you know that day is coming so uh here then uh is the strong word of god telling us what he has planned is going to come to pass okay and then it goes on to verse 12 for you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. Isn't it absolutely sensational to have the Holy Spirit speaking like this to you? Isn't that positive? How often out there in the world do you connect with people that talk to you with that kind of positive attitude that can give you that kind of a promise? It's just very seldom, if ever, available out there uh, among the, the mortal uh, beings. And, uh, but here, as God is speaking in his incredible Bible word, you know, for you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you unto singing. You're, you are going to have a covenant with nature. You're going to have a covenant with the atoms and the molecules and, 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 the, and the, you know, the, the quantum particles, everything that there is in existence, uh, you're going to have a covenant with it. And, and the, day, the Bible says the day will come you know, that the corn will hear the heavens and the heavens will hear the corn. Uh, there's going to be a relationship of coordinate uh, alignment. And, and uh, this is a promise and it's a positive promise. And God is saying, I don't, I don't say these things in vain. I don't, I don't say something's going to happen and maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't happen. If I say something is going to happen, then it will happen. And if it doesn't happen with you, it will happen with someone else because I will always fulfill my word. Praise the name of God. You shall go out with joy. That's what we need. That's what we want. You'll be led forth. Not going on your own. You're being led by the Holy Spirit. You'll go forth with peace. The mountains, the biggest objects that there are, and the hills, the medium objects, will break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. And we can see how important this thing about trees is because, uh, you know, he didn't personify the mountains. That's not impossible. He didn't personify the hills, but he did personify the the trees because when it said, clap your hands, that personified them uh, likened unto humans who have hands and can clap their hands. And so um, there's quite the revelation there, you see. And all the trees of the field, this is the total unity. This is something happening happening in in a great space of time and a great space of of position and you know <coughs> okay instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree now this is something divine you know you know who can go out to a garden and say instead of the weeds will come up a gladiola and and and, and uh, uh, you know uh, this flower and that flower and or maybe some vegetation uh but this is the power of god you know uh thorn you shall not come up briars you shall not come up myrtle tree you shall come up 
and it shall be that the Lord for a name. So it says here, instead of the briar, instead of the thorn, shall come up the myrtle tree, and it, meaning the myrtle tree, shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Now, do we need to think about this as, as insignificant? Do we need to think about this that is frivolous to preach on? A waste of a whole sermon? I don't think so. This is not a frivolous subject. This is not a frivolous subject. This is connected with something, uh, you know, that has eternal value. And, and, and it shall be uh, to the Lord for a name and for an everlasting sign. A sign that is so prevalent that it carries a testament of information to feed people throughout an everlasting period of time. It is a sensational sign. And it is called the myrtle tree. Praise the name of God. <laughs> Praise God. And um, uh, you can see how that God takes words and, and he says mountains will do this and hills will do this. And we think of something just physical. But like in the, the 56th chapter, which is just the next chapter, and the 7th verse, he says, Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in the house of prayer. So we, we have the differentiation of the things that are holy and the things that are not holy. And, and, and that is where God leads uh, his, his people into those uh, special, you know, holy places. So that is so absolutely relevant, so important for, for you know, people to understand, for people to come into uh, in the revelation. Uh, without the revelation, of course, they they can't come into that. But you know, it it is just uh, you know just quite quite beautiful when you when you, you when you see it in that respect. Now, um, <clears throat> in the book of um, of the Seven Thunders, uh, in the in page three hundred seventy two, this is not uh, where we're going to do our main teaching from, but uh, just to get us started. Uh, 372 and down about uh, one to the, the third uh, paragraph and about the fifth line down. It says, And the garden of God is the matrix wherein grow the tree of life and the tree of good or bad potential. And so you, you see that God is saying that um, there can be in the garden, there can, there can be a parallel. And one can be good and one cannot be good. And um, and then if you go down uh, just a touch below there into the dark print, uh, Luma Shibu. Uh, this is a, a really beautiful word that, that, that means flashing flames and tongues of divine, holy, hot fire. So if you ever come to one, one of these days, if we have one of these meetings, like a convention, which sometime we've had, and you hear the people using terms like Lumas Shabu. Well, it's talking about 
you know, the signs that they see. Sometimes they see flashing lights and and, and sometimes, you know, they see, you know, the, the hot fire of, of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible does say that you are to receive the Holy Ghost and fire, or the Holy Spirit and fire. Well, you know, most of the uh, relevance, relevance of that has not been experienced by people because they've never really experienced the fire uh, a, a part of it. And, and many other aspects like, uh, the the restoration that Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth, and He speaks that through the Holy Spirit through His His, his servants, and, and so uh, you know a lot of people have never had the fulfillment of that. They they have never had that opportunity uh, for uh, you know to have a fulfillment of the fullness of truth. They've just had a little partiality. Then there's another really neat word. If you go to page 373, the the, the last age of of the Shum universe was the age uh, of the fan of supreme justice. And this was known, known as the Abba-Uel, which means to wish the wish of God. And it was so that during that age that the Shumafim Silas practiced their minds to each wish a wish of God. And it was said in those yomes. Uh, and so those are beautiful words. You, you hear them maybe in a, you know, like in one of the uh, conventions and so forth. All right, let's go on. We're not done talking about this, this myrtle tree. Uh, it's very, very interesting when you get into the study of this myrtle tree. Um, <clears throat> if you write down... Uh, you know, in the uh, Strong's Concordance, uh, in the Hebrew Dictionary side, number 1918. And the word myrtle, myrtle tree, uh, you know, means Hadassah, Hadassah. And that happens to be the name of Esther, who was a queen, a great queen, and who saved her people um, you know, uh, in the days when Mordecai was trying to destroy the Jews, uh, she was used of God uh, to to save the Jewish people uh, from just being wiped out, and and she was called Esther, and and the name uh, you know um, Hadassah means Esther, but it also means myrtle tree, and and so I think that is you know such a uh, a beautiful beautiful example. Now, turn with me to Zechariah chapter uh, uh, 1, 7 through 11. Zechariah chapter 1, 7 through 11. And here's what it says. I saw by night, and behold, as I was riding upon a red horse, and he stood among the myrtle trees, that were in the bottom, and behind him were there red horses, speckled and white. Then said I, O my Lord, what are these? And the angel that talked with me said unto me, I will show you what these be. And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are they whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro through the earth. And they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle, myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro through the earth, and behold, all the earth sitteth still and is at rest. Wow. 
we can begin to see by this connection here of the angels standing between the myrtle tree and having this revelation uh, that is a a heavenly revelation we can be we can begin to see that it's talking about a place uh you know of divine habitation and um uh w- we then could relate that uh you know uh of uh, of 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 a revelation you know of of an angel being able to look down to earth and then being sent forth uh to walk to and fro uh you know and and i think that uh that is such an important you know understanding of the revelation uh uh you know to walk to and fro uh, to the earth i think uh that if i was to look at this and interpret it from this ancient word i would say to the earth which then would mean that you were not on the earth because to the earth you know not on the earth going back and forth but to the earth and 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 uh, and fro and uh, so uh, i think that the revelation there uh, is indicative of this being uh, the planet artura which is the father's house and uh, which is spoken of in the 14th chapter of the book of revelation so now it tells about these myrtle trees and how they are like uh, a sign of blessing uh, they are div- they have a divine aspect <clears throat> they have this aspect even within the wood uh, and, and and they are so symmetrically perfect that when people look at them they think they're pruned and they grow that way they grow that way it's natural to them they're in, they're an evergreen and and they they're a hardwood tree and they and they they have this word in the book of revelations this incredible prophecy and word in isaiah 55:13 that we read how that they are part of an uh, of an everlasting uh, covenant and 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 they are a sign well i had an experience and uh, in this experience i was taken in the spirit uh, to Artura, and uh, I, I saw these myrtle trees, and they are not—they are not like the myrtle trees. Like there's myrtle trees, you know, in the old country of Israel, and and in some of the Arabic, uh, uh, you know, cities and towns uh, around about. Uh, but in Artura, uh, there, there, this the sight of these trees. Uh, you know, and and with the twinings that they have, that that where the leaves fold around uh, around the the, the branches, uh, you know what a what a deep meaning is in that, you know, and and uh, especially when you think about in the Bible, where Jacob, uh, you know, went out and he he, he took these uh, branches and he cut off some straight branches, and then he took and he peeled uh the bark off in, in in a certain manner in a certain manner that he did this and a certain length of each one of those places so that it showed the white inner part of the branch and and instead of of, of the the skin of the of the branch on the outside and he put that before the animals his sheep 
his cows, and uh, they began to bear uh, the kind of, of offspring that was his covenant with Laban that would become his cattle or his sheep if they bear that. And and to think of of a revelation, where did he know that? Where did he get that from? You never heard of an example of it anywhere else in the Bible. But 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 this this rod thing has such important understanding. Um, there were the uh, the twelve rods uh, of of the children of Israel because each tribe had a rod, and and each uh, a rod had uh, on it uh, a a um, a cutout at the in the handle part of of <clears throat> the predecessor that was magnified and and considered to be like a, a father ministry a father to to that tribe and and they were on that and then uh they were all supposed to bring their uh rods one from each tribe all 12 of them lay them up before God in a holy place and God would do some kind of a sign to show which of of these tribes uh via the rods that were chosen and and all all of a sudden what happened was the rod of Aaron began to to blossom and bloom and bud and like you don't know, have almost like have fruit or nuts on it and and uh uh so so these miracles like of this thing with Jacob and and how that that actually uh, affected genetically the DNA and what is the science to that? Well, most science would just laugh at it and say, "Ah, oh, that you know, that's that's just mytholo- mythology, just mythology. That's not possible to happen." Well, that's just because it's not possible for them because they don't understand all the incredible possibilities that can that can happen uh, if you have the knowledge to know how to do it. Which you can, pre- when you receive like David did, the patterns by the Spirit. Then you can begin to speak things like it's like a new language, and you're speaking the hidden wisdom of God, things that people have never heard or talked about before. Okay, and so uh, there, then with with uh, with with uh, you know uh, uh, the the people of Israel, they were just amazed uh, when they saw that uh, you know uh, Aaron was chosen, and they couldn't deny the sign, and and that. That rod became a holy rod uh, that they they wanted to even uh, you know put aside and be part of the holy chest of, of the you know the ark of the covenant, and um, it is absolutely amazing the things that have been done with the rods. The rods have a lot of meaning, but you have to remember that that even the tree upon which Jesus was crucified, one of the words if you look it up in the dictionary for that tree is rod. That he died on a rod, you know, and and uh, so in the story that we have told in the past about the true meaning of of uh, you know uh, the twenty first chapter of Numbers, where that there was actually um, a uh, uh, a divine angel, a cherubim, put at the top of the rod, and then underneath it was put in the hash. Uh, which is a different was a different word than seraph, and and uh, and that was a snake, and then the foot of the uh, of of the seraph went on top of the head of the of the snake, and showing uh, of of the the force being taken over the the the, the serpentine uh, powers of darkness, and and this was an emblem then to fulfill the thing that would happen with Jesus.
Jesus when he was hung on the rod or the tree, and how that these trees go way back in time, uh, you know, through the connection to the rod ministry and the understanding. Even words like, you know, thy rod and thy staff comforteth me. Those are deep divine uh, sayings. The 23rd Psalms, I mean, those are deep divine meanings. Hidden mysteries are in those kind of words. And, and people have not understood that. They've not understood what they have been missing. And as we begin to see these things, it's just absolutely uh, stupendous and, and glorious because it, it, it jerks us out of our, our sleep and our lethargy and, and, and sets us on far spiritually. It it's just makes a, a beautiful time. So the, all these things about the rod, you know, they have many, many connections. And they go back to the tree, and, and, and there is something joyful and, a, and abounding about, you know, on all the trees of the field. Well, for sure, these, these uh, uh, Hadessa uh, trees, the myrtle trees, uh, you know, they're tied into kingship and queenship. They're tied. They're tied into the blessings. Uh, they are shown to be living in uh, on on the planet Artura. Uh, they are shown that to be uh, right there in which divine holy ones stand in the midst of them. Stand in the midst of them, almost like, like when a person, you know, puts down a rod in the earth to direct the the, the lightning, uh, so that it comes down into the earth, and 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 the message is received, but it doesn't do any damage, and um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that uh, <coughs> this revelation about the myrtle tree <coughs> is absolutely um, important. And and God is wanting to bring his people to stand between the myrtle trees. And uh, even if right now you can't totally conceive this planet called the Father's House, Artura, and you can't quite conceive the Ziths and, and, and the Zoots, and that just seems far out to you, uh, just remember what I'm saying and, and, and start trying to have the faith to call those things that are not as though they are. Because to you, they are not. They, are not. they don't exist until they exist in your heart. But once they exist in your heart, it's like them existing somewhere in the universe just waiting to be planted when the right conditions prevail, when, there's, when there is, is, is a time uh, that there's going to be a, a, a watering system to water the trees, when there is a time that there's going to be uh, 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 people to to uh, you know uh, garden uh, the, the the trees and and so forth of that nature, then they're going to be planted. And so God is just waiting on your life for that time. Uh, and and that time is you know uh, is, is a time of rain. Uh, be glad in ye children of Zion and, re, and rejoice in the Lord your God. He has given you the former rain moderately. He will cause to come down in the first month the former and the latter rain. And so uh, Joel two twenty three, and and that is just a, a beautiful kind of promise that he is even speaking of what the manifest calls the inner rain. This inner rain is is a contact. It's a contact to all these things we're going to uh, you know be talking about here uh, as we, uh, we 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 go on through this. So there is a rod ministry, and the rod ministry ties in to this whole thing. Now there used to be uh, a, a a thing called the teraphim, and the teraphim in the Old Testament they were a thing that at one time was of God. And and they were a, a carving of of the uh, you know of of the fathers 
uh, these were the spiritual patriarchs, and and uh, they were considered very divine, holy thing, and they would be they would be carved onto the rod or staff, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and they were they they were really uh, powerful, and and they had a force. But then people began to worship them. So then, uh, and, and and turn them into other kinds of of uh, you know not spiritual emblems, and so then they they began to be disassociated with the revelation, but but there is a story about the rod ministry, and it it is uh, it is major, and there is just uh, you know no no question. Zechariah one sixteen talks about a line shall be stretched out. And God is stretching out a line today, and he's saying, come and stand here between these myrtle trees. Come up here, just up here a little higher with me, and, and, and I will show you the holy Jerusalem. And, and where is the holy Jerusalem coming from? Is it being made on earth? No, it is not. The Bible says it's coming down from heaven, obviously meaning a different heaven than the heaven and earth heaven. It's, it's another heaven. It's not, it's not the heaven and earth heaven. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. That heaven belonged to the earth. That was a heaven and earth, you know, uh, situation. But, but, you know, the Father's house ha- has a, a, a planet and, and a heaven. And, and so sometimes it is it's called heaven, uh, you know. And uh, just like uh, in the beginning, first chapter, and the heaven was called firmament. Uh, it can be changed into different meanings. You can have different applications to it. But if the planet is a real divine planet, a divine planet, and it's full of the plan of God, then it's going to retain that name heaven. And and so it's quite beautiful in that sense. <coughs> now there's um, you know all kinds of other scriptures we can get into, but I've got so much to cover, and I see that clock can <coughs> just. Uh, just a moving along, and so uh, I don't I don't uh, want to miss out on getting into uh, some of these other incredibly important subjects. So uh, we're going to uh, uh, move forward here a little bit more and see just where we're at. I think I've shared with you between the myrtle trees and how that there is this uh, place between the myrtle trees that can be like an abstract. Uh, like I, I explained, uh, the different essences that an essence can be an abstract. Like uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. But we could say smoke, or the smell of smoke, is like the ghost of fire. And I've I've read this to you before, but it's good. And fog and water vapor vapor can be like the ghost of water. And sound and 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 the the impressions of sound can be like the ghost of of even animal creations and and the holy ghost is an impression uh like the ghost of god's spirit and shade is the ghost of the sun and we could go on to you know several more there but uh we just um we just get into you know so many different beautiful uh understandings as as we we move through you know all the all the all of the thunders of God and and the names of God, uh, it's it's just an exciting, super beautiful time, no question about it, absolutely at all, no question at all. Okay, so then, um, uh, as we as we look at this, as we begin to to uh, get into this 
holy word of God, uh, as we are, are doing here today, uh, we we begin to understand uh, some very, very beautiful things. And we're talking about the rods. We talk about the the twelve rods of trees and one blooms, and and we we, we talk about uh, uh, how that uh, these things are not always understood by classical science, uh, but but you know as the as the world is moving forward into quantum realities, uh, which do not necessarily match up with uh, classical science, uh, people are beginning to understand. There is another side to things, just like the Bible tells us. There's true two trees of life, you know, and 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 there's several, you know, other kinds of things that there's more than one of, uh, spoken of in the Bible. So it is so important to have that down and 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 to understand, uh, e- even with um, uh, with with this rod thing, uh, we remember how that the rod of Moses swallowed up the rods of the magicians and how that there are uh, the two parallels the, the spiritual the spiritual rod and and the 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 uh, uh, sensual or secular rod and and uh, uh, they sometimes can be very powerful those uh, secular rods but always a true spiritual divine uh, led person uh, with his rod ministry, is going to be uh, more adapted. He's going to be stronger and more capable. And and his rod is going to swallow up those other rods because that's just all part of the plan. And so it's it's a uh, you know it's 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 a down deep uh, root understanding of things. And as we get into those understandings, it it just it sculptures us. In, into a new ty- type of uh, appearance in God. We start taking on a divine uh, appearance and, and our mind is sculptured to, to think different. The, the membranes are affected. And uh, we are just, uh, you know, moved uh, right close to God and it's, it's just beautiful. Okay, now, <clears throat> in your book, then we're going to ask you to <coughs> turn to page, uh, pardon me, to page 31. Page 31. I'll move through this. <coughs> Hear me, O Ophan in wheels. Gabriel has assured me you will come together again. Succession shall be fulfilled. Our great archangel Yaviel shall purr a love call. And all who sleep in lives with dead memories shall awake once again in the, to the mergings of the wheels within wheels of Ovenim glories. Though I be immortal, yet in my mind I have seen our, our once a grandeur that shall come again. Uh, there is a physical infinity, there is a spiritual infinity. In this universe, the uh, Earthians, called mortals, have progeny not only on earth but also have progeny who are humans as we are humans but who live as extraterrestrials in outer space they are the offspring of enoch whose family was taken to a far country called artersia many many light years away they were taken to be preserved from devastating epics uh, it, it it is really quite a beautiful revelation and many times when you 
look in the Bible, you look at Jesus uh, giving his parables and talking about these this lamb that that there was this there was this master and lord and and uh, he left a message for his servants to take care of a vineyard and then he went away to a faraway land uh that was talking about artesia you know that's talking about the father's house and and so that just is very 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 important uh to be able to acknowledge and and uh to put into the the whole revelation now page um, Thirty-three. I came to know about the Soundtron wave and energy dots. There is a language of pure truth wherein one may pierce the fuzziness of uncertainty and thereby forecast the objectivity of insight manifestly. And this is a scripture in Zephaniah 3.9. You can look it up where it prophesies of this pure language that God is going to give to his people where one may discover the soundtron and his sound li- uh, line waves of God I am, uh, the lesser Yah, Yahviel, who is the who was and the who is and the who that shall be, every person willing to lift Un's mind upward uh, may uh, experience beyond the passive mode, you have to turn to page 34, to the passive mode, an interactive mode of thinking and insight to the sound line waves of God. Now, in addition to the sound line, uh, to the soundtron, there are the soundtron uh, line waves. And, uh, and then we will also find out that in addition uh, to the energy dot, there is the reflection of the dots. And so we're going to get into some reading on that that shows that <clears throat> most of the time people see dots, uh, energy dots. What they're really seeing is a reflection of the dot, not the actual uh, energy dot itself. And we'll, we'll, we'll read, uh, you know, uh, uh, different uh, information here in this book to show you why that that is the case. Now, on page 33, uh, let's go on down into the table of contents, so to speak, uh, where it says uh, 36 energy dots, punctum points of data, collective thought energies of universal creation imprinted into minute densities. A dot is a uh, is also a British colloquialism uh, for a for meaning uh, far in the past. One standard English dictionary definition for energy is a meaning that says a potential for utterance. Therefore, constructively, every energy dot can mean a potential for utterance of things from far in the past. Wow. That is alluring. That is absolutely alluring. Wow. Okay. So um, then uh, let's um, go on. Uh, there are some other pages that we are we are going to read here. Uh, we're going to really understand how important the soundtron is and the soundtron waves. It's two different things. It's sort of like the 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 energy dot and the reflection of the energy dot. The uh, soundtron has a a message, 
and sometimes in particular areas or to particular persons, Soundtron waves will go out uh, with a uh, particularly uh, defined and, and refined word uh, for particular persons or groups uh, sent out like as, as uh, uh, energy dot waves or, or Soundtron waves. And uh, so that is uh, uh, how that God tailors everything. Everything that is tailored and patterned uh, to to fit all the the revelations and the needs uh, of God's people, and it's so good to know about that. Okay, um, now um, let's look down here on page thirty-four at the bottom. In the sunrise of my mind, I heard the alabas drums of the songbuds of the Soundtron singing creations. So it is, songbuds within the Soundtron yearn to be spoken to flourishings. Invisible stringlets, wound of song rhymes, hold the glory of glories. In every electron, in every positron, in every neutron, in every subatomic uh, subatomic particle and wave the tron of the sound tron lives ask and with a deep heart of god and and the i am i will show you how to use energies of the universe as your own mixing bowl for creation now down to the bottom of the page 35 I came to understand many aspects of the energy dots. Energy dots are similar in style of provision to Soundtron points, but are not nearly as minute in size, uh, necessarily at the, uh, nor necessarily of the same content. Energy dots being more of historical contents and less of the creative potential content. Uh, you could compare that to Matthew 5.18, uh, any energy dots uh, metaphor. Um, <clears throat> down to the uh, last uh, couple, two or three paragraphs, starting with the word information. Information similar to ener energy dot, uh, or energy dots, is hiddenly described in the Hebrew word of the Bible, which contains fragments of akah, Kindred of Yah, lost language of the kindred of Ah. For instance, the Hebrew word uh, Kabar uh, or Kibar, however you like to uh, enunciate it. A name for a river can hold the additional meanings of to plat together, um, to uh, uh, accumulation of things, also of a former long ago great extent of time, a wrinkle in time, a folded tryst twist it, uh, a twist uh, like involution, a recess, an inner place, or part. These ancient words being fragments of Akah, lost languages of the kindred of Yah, hold many mysteries. Thus the word Kabar, uh, being used as a name for a river, nevertheless holds a connection to time, because Kibar, as a name, can imply uh, it in the mystery of the river of time, representing a river of time. So we find that to be extremely very, very interesting. So uh, uh, this this is uh, so important for people to to see and to be able to really get into the, the depths of. Let's look at page 37. And then it says, it can be seen then that the term energy dot uh, or dots, as exampled by the hidden sense in the Hebrew word kabar, and by the uh, corroborative definitions, 
can be a transcendental way of, say, in the river of enfolded time or planted time. In a sense, energy dots can also represent the universal paps uh, of Revelations 1.13, of God's word historically and anciently uh, personified uh, in the seven spirits of God. Uh, these tit energy dots are full of the milk of anterior, anterior historical knowledge. Wow, that is quite, quite beautiful. No, no question about that. Um, <clears throat> okay. Now, um, page 38. Someone may inquire as to why the need of an energy dot when there is the Soundtron. The Soundtron is, an in, the Soundtron is as endless libraries of information intertwined with belinging information, whereas the energy dots are storybooks about each of the seven past universes, as individuals, individual energy groups called uh, uh, ecclesias. Um, ecclesias, a Greek word sometimes translated in the Bible as meaning church. Okay, so now um, uh, we're going to uh, skip over to page um, uh, 217. Turn with me to page 217. We're laying the foundation here for our teaching. We have to move along and make sure we can get this all in. Okay, page 217. All right. So uh, we're um, we're getting into um, the uh, the revelation of uh, of flowers, and uh, and uh, we we have to understand this in order to uh, to get the revelation in a way that uh, it's going to say something to us or do something for us, because uh, if we don't apply it in the right way, we're going to miss the beautiful revelation and everything that it communes to us. And uh, and, it, and it is a communion. Now it's talking about, uh, down here, you see in the dark print, Aa, a planet of flowers. Uh, it talks about the the, the Sima universe uh, being the recipient of many experiences. And uh, it talks about the flower plants provided most of the physical necessities. Uh, this is talking about... Uh, the things that they use these giant flower trees for and flower plants, um, you know, they're, they're quite interesting. Uh, let us skip over then to page 219. The language of Aa was a language of flowers. It was a pictorial language of the, the prefloration of flowers and floriation of flowers. Uh, these same signs and geometrical significance and uh, as such provided enunciating phonetics. Five uh, pre-floral uh, estivations, positions that were also called sub-addition keys, are involute, re revolute, um, obvolute, convolute, and supervolute. And uh, then if we skip over... Uh, to the next page, uh, in fact, uh, to page two, um, yeah, two, uh, 20, 20 at the bottom, where it's indented in, uh, begin an arrangement, choose the key of involute. A group of bracts, small leaves, surround the stem in a pre-floral position called inflorescence. Now, Leaves surrounding the stem. Does that sound familiar to the myrtle tree? Of course it does. Metaphorically, it is the sub-addition key of spiritual infinity. 
the subject of concentration is the spiritual world. And so there is this revelation, uh, you know, uh, in, in the, uh, the floration of flowers, uh, a story that is being told on this, revel- uh, on this revelation of involute. And uh, it, it, it is uh, a prefloral position uh, called inflorescent. And uh, it metaphorically is tied into the revelation of the subaddition key of spiritual infinity. Okay, on page 221, <coughs> it says, Begin another arrangement. Choose the key of revolute. The leaves of this prefloral position curl and roll upward. Metaphorically, it is the subaddition key of backwards in time. Now, this is a very important, uh, you know, uh, uh, flora, floration, a very important flower revelation, because um, what people have missed out on is this very particular uh, uh, flower revelation of revolute, because the Bible tells us in the in in, in the book of Revelations, uh, you know, that John is to 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 write about that which was, about that which is. Uh, and about you know you know all these things that that he is to write about that which is that uh, or which was that which is and that which is to come, and and so uh, when you start writing about that which was, you're going to get back into the great past, and uh, getting back into the great past uh, and knowing uh, the was is 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 very important destiny wise for the Ophanims because if you don't know who you were. And and where you came from, you know, you read Job 20, uh, 38 and get over into 20, 21, 22nd verse. And it says, you know who you were because because you were born then. You belong to that age. You belong to, to that life. You were born then. And and this is this is a destiny that belongs to you. It was ordained before the foundations of this earth, and and this uh, 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 flower revelation of revolute is about being able to go into that part of that which was, that which is, and that which is to come, and going into that 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 distant past and bringing up that distant past from uh, which the Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth and all memory. So so this is what God wants you to understand and, and not be shocked when you start getting these things into your mind. Don't be shocked when you start saying, well, how, where is that coming from? You start having unusual visions, unusual dreams, uh, unusual words become, begin to come into your mind. Write them down. You'll understand them uh, as as t- time accumulates, uh, you know, because God is is getting ready to deal with His people. He's getting ready to bring forth these truths, and He'll He'll you you each have a kingdom of God within. He'll bring it forth right out of the kingdom of God within you, and and you it'll begin to enter up into your your brain into your mind, you know. So this revolute, you know, the leaves of this prefloral uh, position curl and roll backwards. Metaphorically, it is the Sabadashin key of backwards in time. And, and that is actually a true story about these flowers. These are actually true, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and biological names that tell about what actually does happen with uh, f- flowering plants and so forth. And this revolute, as well as the, the involute, are all literal uh, cases that happen. Then we go on uh, to the next one, be, uh, uh, begin another arrangement. Choose the key of 
of obelute. The leaves of this prefloral position are so folded in the bud, one half of one leaf in rolls the half of another leaf. Metaphorically, it is the subaddition key for apperception, apperception of two or more persons together. And, and, and here is a time of like body ministry or, or of marital, uh, you know, uh, consequences, uh, you know, destinies being unfolded and coming together. Uh, it, it, it's all part of the plan that God has made just like he did for Adam. It's not good that Adam should be alone. Let's make him a partner. Let's make him a mate. And, 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 and this is, you know, about obvolute. This is expanding. This is uh, enfolding, you know, uh, another part that, that belongs to you. These are destined people that belong with destined people. Then it says, begin another arrangement. Choose the key of convolute. The leaves of this prefloral position are rolled to a full curl. Metaphorically, it is the subaddition key of physical infinity, the subject of concentration in the physical world. Let's read this again. Choose the key of convolute. The leaves of this uh, prefloral position are rolled to a full curl. It's a full curl. Curls in on itself. Metaphorically, it's a subaddition key of physical infinity. Now, you are part spiritual and you are part part physical. Uh, you know, uh, Jesus said, you know, uh, uh, I, I know you're going to be looking for me to come back, but you can't just sit there on a stool and I'm just paraphrasing it, he said, occupy till I come. So there are things you have to do out in the physical world. You have to, you have to, you know, have houses to live in. You have to have a, a living, uh, you have to work. Uh, you have to take care of family. You have to, you have to do chores, chores. And, and so, you know, that's all part of the convolute. And, and, uh, and it can't just be thrown out, uh, you know, uh, with the wash water. And then begin another arrangement. Uh, choose the key of supervolute. The leaves of this uh, prefloral position form a spiral uh, of extent. Metaphorically, it is the subaddition key of a beyond time, beyond place experience. So you see that in the revelation of exploration, it has, it has not only the revelation of the um, uh, of the beautiful aspect of that which was, it has the aspect of that which is, and it has the aspect right here of that which is yet to be. And so we have uh, just uh, a setting that God is revealing right in nature, a setting uh, of, of and story of our life. This thing about the Soundtron, this thing about the Soundtron wave and, and about the, the energy dot and the energy dot reflection uh, are so true and so beautiful and so needed by the people to understand the importance and the relevance and, and you know, how that, uh, you know, applies to you. It's just, uh, it, it's just uh, abs absolutely critical, if I may say that. Uh, turn real fast with me to the page 395. Let's just talk real briefly here uh, on a connection of the city of God uh, to this whole thing. 395. We're going to do well to get through this. Uh, the the tetra. <clears throat> um, even though you receive commission to go to the city of God, it does not mean you are in knowledge or relationship to the Arthur and builder of the city. The city of God has many treasures. 
there is great pleasure and reward in just being a sightseer in the city of God. The peace and the calm and the pureness of being alone are transforming experiences. In the arcanums of the treasures of the city of God uh, are the sacred knowledges and wisdoms available to all who come to the city of God, who have keys to those treasure holes when one finds an energy dot reflection. And and there there is that. Now look down at the bottom. Energy dot reflection. The energy dot nestles in deep space like a black hole, far too dense to be close in. The energy dot reflection is an information reflection drawn by spiritual uh, resonance. Wow. Is that ever, 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 ever neat. <clears throat> okay. Now, let's go back to... Um, uh, let's see, let's go back to uh, 333. I'm just going to breeze through these. Got these different little points that we want to connect into. 333. Okay. And uh, and, and, and I've, I've had people say to me, Brother, how do I get into this, you know, to see these things like, you know, you're seeing them and experience the energy, experience the soundtron. How do I get into them? Well, there's some interesting things here. Uh, that may perhaps relate to you of interferences that's keeping you from breaking through. Page 333 and, and to the inset where the little arrows are, it says uh, that with this particular uh, 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 world and, and uh, uh, this particular um, universe, some of the problems they were having were are overbalanced to one-sided mindfulness. It is so easy for a person to get into a one-sided mindedness. And and when you are in that kind of position, you're like a bottle that is full. You you have no room uh, to offset anything because you are so definitely uh, into that overbalance to a one-sided mindfulness that you're just not open to be able to have space for these other things to come in. And you have to work on that. You have to get yourself, you know, uh, in a different equilibrium. Uh, our overvaluing of our perceptions. There are certain things that you have put value on. And, and, and you know, you haven't written it down in a book. Uh, you haven't posted it up on the wall. But in your mind, these particular things are very, very valuable to you. You have to really take, uh, take a list and check this out to see whether you are really uh, overvaluing some of, of the things that you perceive to, to be as valuable as you perceive them. Some of these things that you're putting first before your family, some of these things you're putting first before God, before your call, before ministry, before uh, having your body and mind in a state of being able to receive things. Uh, you know, you, you can be, you know, uh, out of balance and you could be overvaluing uh, your perceptions. Uh, are overladen self-permissive, busy involvements. Uh, you know, um, once there was this little um, uh, uh, emblem thing that was to put, be put on a, a stove, and it says, uh, uh, you know, it talks about being too busy for to have time for God. And I think that, you know, that's what this particular uh, reference is speaking to. You know, uh, it's talking about you get overladen. And 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 uh, and it's self-permissive. I mean, it doesn't have to be that way, but you are permitting it because it's self-permissive. 
and, and it's, it, you get wrapped up in your business involvements to such an extent that it's threatening your health, threatening your family, threatening, threatening your happiness, stealing away any joy, and, 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 uh, and, and making your life miserable. So those are, are four really, really important points that I hope would help you as, as we're you know, going uh, forward. Um, I, think, I think that that is very, very important. Turn to 420. I'll move right along here. 420. As we get into some of these things that are so interesting. Now, there is a, a particular story that is, uh, you know, very, very interesting. Um, but uh, first, let me read this on page uh, 420, and it's down about one, two, three to the fourth paragraph. That's that big paragraph basically at the end. And at the top of that, it says, there is no law that cannot be put into a stall of time. Now, you know, it, it's so possible for people to say, well, there's the conservation of time. That's a law, and you can't get around the law. You can't change that. But, you know, this word here says there is no law that cannot be put into a stall of time. God can stall some of these uh, laws so that, you know, they do not uh, pervade uh, your life in a way that, that it creates a stumbling block for you to be able to uh, perceive or to do things that God wants to uh, to use you know your your life for okay now let's go to uh, page uh, uh let's see 340 i don't think i've been there yet 340 and um uh, i want to to look at this 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 is um a story about the 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 um the fifth thunder which is the fifth universe and uh, and they they were uh uh, you know, being in uh, under danger of being invaded and destroyed uh, by aliens, and these were bad aliens, of course. And um, so, uh, let's look here on page three forty, the top of the dark print. And these super beam messengers work the soundtron. Collective thought energies of these angels are imprinted into minute. Uh, and let me read that again. As these super being messengers work the soundtron, their collective thought energies uh, as angels are imprinted into minute densities as punctum points of datum called energy dots. <coughs> now that's what energy dots are. They are uh, collective thought energies of angels uh, remembering about historical things, remembering about divine things, even remembering about mistakes they made with natural things. So these minute uh, densities represent thousands and sometimes trillions of thought concentrations, which thoughts include historical events. Not only are their thought energies of angel messengers imprinted, but also God consciousness thought energies of creation can become imprinted. Once an energy dot signal is released from the soundtron, it gains potential for the energy dot to be accessed and becomes as a peak hole into the past, present, and future, enduring from universe to universe. Page 341. And, and now they're having a meeting, and they're trying to figure out what to do to overturn uh, this threat of, of, of the uh, aliens that are on their way to their planet. And so there's this uh, this uh, fellow, a, a young student, 
Rose is summoned for attention. His name is Naus. Uh, yes, uh, he's talking to Naus, and th- th- his name is Vovo, rather. And he's talking to the to the head man, you know, like Mr. Naus. And he says, yes. He says, what is your name and your question? And then Vovo says, I am Vovo. I feel that I can find such an energy dot. And Naus says, and why is that Vovo? And Vovo says, because as long as I can remember, I have dreamed of finding a bright sun that was full of light. And when I touched it, a profusion of things fountained forth. <coughs> and then now says, what do you mean profusion of things? And Vovo answers, well, like a bursting of physical and spiritual insights of unlimited kinds. I believe I could find one of these uh, dots if I had a few clues or perhaps more information about this Lanolution. Okay, and then, um, uh, you know, we're going to skip over now uh, a few pages. And um, and let me see where I want to take you to. Let's go to page 349. And Ma- Master Naus, how can these energy dots which seemingly hold information of past events, help us with our current or future events? And that was Vovo's question. Uh, And now says, I am impressed, Vovo, with your sense of reasoning. Here is the answer. Once you tap into an energy dot, you will be empowered in a mentally multiplied sense. Although the effect lasts only a short while, the mind is so expanded that in an instant all thought vibrations are opened. If you are prepared and know what to look for, you could concentrate uh, in on that particular subject for that instant. Wow. Now, we begin to see uh, the, the the power of this. And then there's um, one other little dividue I want to read here for you. Uh, page 351, after other things have happened, then Vovel says, I see it, I see it, I see, I see an energy dot or an energy spot. A silent hush spread about the arcade. Now, fervently, Vovo, wait! What you are seeing is an energy dot reflection. If you can connect to that reflection, uh, you'll be able to mentally open into the energy dot itself, and you uh, must be prepared or your connection will be limited. And Marificist and healers began to encircle Vovo, each in deep concentration of thought. And Vovo on his knees, hands raised, sensed the urgency. Now then said, as soon as you touch where the energy dot reflection is, meet in the opening of your mind how to defeat the Pasnik problem. This will take you mentally into the actual energy dot. Suddenly, many of the people in the circle began speaking in an unknown tongue, began dropping to the floor in spiritual drunkenness. Vovo rose to his feet and, pointing his index finger of his right hand, walked toward the energy dot reflection. Others standing in the circle strained to see the energy reflection, but to no avail. Unknown at that time, an actual energy dot can put out many reflections. Each reflection either holding the same spectrum for a particular information code or each reflection holding different spectrum codes for additional or different information histories available in the energy dot. And Volvo stepped up to the wall and touched the spot. He was so enveloped uh, with a swoo of knowledge uh, that 
the story goes on, he just basically passes out. Anyway, one of the things that he is showing, uh, I've got to sort of cut this uh, down a little bit because I've got a lot to say. And one of the things that he was showing was that at the very moment that he would uh, approach the energy dot, he was to say what he needed help for. And he needed help to solve this Pasnik, which was was something that was happening with the with uh, you know a computer intelligence that was taking over his planet, and um, <clears throat> so he as soon as that energy dot opened, he told what his need was, and then the energy dot began to uh, supply uh, the need uh, uh, so that that could be passed on uh, to the people and they could be delivered uh, from you know a threat of even you know their existence. It was really uh you know uh, an, an incredible uh experience that that they that they were having um okay now <clears throat> here here's some of the things that uh i i want to uh you know uh, tie into this um <clears throat> someone might say well what else could you compare the um the energy dot to well i think that i would be willing to compare it to the pearl of great price, I think that um, that it would fit in with that. And uh, Jesus once mentioned about this person who had lost the pearl of great price and was looking for it to try to find it. And and uh, I think that we've got a whole world out here, even the world of Christendom. They have lost the revelation to these these beautiful, mysterious things of God that were ordained to us before the world, uh, this earth began. And they have lost that. And, and, and so God is raising up ministry to restore uh, the years that the canker and caterpillar have taken. Uh, this lost language of Akka is being brought back back so that people can, can uh, find themselves rebooted uh, in their minds to, to a spiritual uh, situation. And I want to read, uh, we've, we've ministered on this, but it, it is so absolutely beautiful. And, and this is um, in uh, Revelations 21, verse, uh, verse 21. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. <clears throat> now we have twelve gates, and every gate was a pearl. But it wasn't just a pearl, it was a several pearl, which we did the, the Revelation teaching on that which is just a spectacular teaching because the word several, uh, you know, the way it's used meant many, many things. But what we want to show here in today as we are sort of drawn into a conclusion to our teaching is that these pearls are like energy dots. And notice that each one of them is a and there's 12 of them. Well, 12 is the number of the 12 circuits of the soundtron. And and uh, uh, when we begin to incorporate the soundtron uh, and understand that, then we understand that within the soundtron is incorporated the energy dots, because the energy dots are the collective uh, historical information that comes from uh, the people that is put into these particular energy dots representing each of of the universes, and that's all uh, recorded within the soundtrons also, but selectively recorded. 
uh, for people and made available to people, uh, you know, uh, by the Holy Spirit uh, as an energy dot reflection. And, and that can just, you know, enable a person within a short few minutes to have an expansion of the mind and be able to, to receive and to know things that they never even dreamed that they, they, they could possibly know. And here we have, you know, these, these seven gates into Jerusalem. So, so every gate is a pearl. And if we think in terms of these pearls being like energy dots that have all this information. And, and you know, this is not out of line because the importance, the information is another way of saying word. And so we remember in the book of the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, the word was God. And the word was made flesh. So we have the word in transcent and, and in transcendentalation in which you have, you have it being used in the two different parallels. The one that is physical, the one that is, the one that is spiritual. And transcendentalized and, and, and in the physical. And so as you begin to see this and begin to realize this, to how that the word can be transformed and translated that way, then we see how that the, these pearl of great price uh, that contains all this word, and there, there are different gates. There's, there's, there's all these different 12 gates. There's one for every Soundtron uh, lattice uh, revelation. And then besides for each Soundtron lattice revelation uh, pearl, they are a several pearl. So they have a, a, a variation potential uh, for having many other uh, uh, cross-parallel insights. And these cross-parallel insights allow people who have who, who by necessity, due to circumstances, uh, having not been able to fulfill uh, the time that was due to them to have for overcoming, to be able to come back and have another life, as many, many of the teachings of the Bible clearly, uh, absolutely, definitely uh, show. And, and um, when you begin to understand that, you know, like, you know, a good man uh, falls seven times, but he gets back up. But a person that is not righteous falls, he doesn't make it back up. So as long as you have, as according to what the Bible promises and guarantees, that every person in this, in this race of life was guaranteed a time and a chance, you are going to get your time, you are going to get your chance. And, and in the getting of that time and chance to begin to equal even the, the 830 to 900 years uh, life average that the ancients people had way back in the time of of Adam, uh, we can begin to understand that God is is no uh, no disrespecter of any person. <clears throat> God is going to give every person an equal opportunity, and so you're going to get an equal opportunity of time, of life, and whatever it needs to be to have an equal chance. Okay. So as you begin to understand this and you begin to really bring it into your, your mind, you begin to see things like myrtle trees that you never heard of any such thing being a connection and how that they are connected. And there's these different parallels. There's the earth parallel and the, there's the, you know, the father's house parallel. There's the two different trees of life, the Bible says. This river comes out. And on either side of the river in Revelations, it said, there's a tree of life. So we see on the other side, this parallel, and we see in this several gate, 
that this one pearl that has a several gate, it has many other apertures, many other openings into it from different angles. And it is, it's nothing less than beautiful. It's nothing less than precious. There, there are so many revelations that we're, we're getting. This thing that we're doing with Tesla and we're going to be either this next week or the third um, uh, printing that we do on the Tesla revelation. We're going to be getting into this thing about the fifth force. And I read to you what the four forces were. And we're going to expand on some of that. We're going to get in some beautiful, beautiful things. Someone might say, why do we need to know these things? Because they belong to your peace. Because they were destined for you from before the foundations of this world. And God is moving by his spirit over the land. And he's speaking to people. And I'm getting so many calls from people. And I thank God for these people who are saying, I wasn't happy with the knowledge I had. I knew I felt that something wasn't right. As I'm hearing these teachings, I, I'm, a peace is coming into me, a satisfaction, because I can feel that these things are truth. So brothers and sisters, God bless you with this word. God keep you. God heal you. Let me pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in the Father's house. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray that you will reach out your hand of healing today. And those that are listening this hour or later play this broadcast and will be listening, if they need healings in their body, that your Holy Spirit will give unction to this word and will go out as soundtron waves into their body and begin to heal them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. And those people, oh God, that are people that are needed, that you will give them longevity of life. And for that to be a, a happy, dancing, bouncing kind of life, not just in constant pain. We believe in you, Lord Jesus. We believe in your power. And we call upon it now. And may the reflection of these energy dots appear in people's homes. And may minds become landscapes with heavenly revelation. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God bless you. God bless you. And don't forget about the books that we have, Pearl of Writ, and we still have a few of these Peace Manifestor books. God bless you.